Hallelujah. Praise God. There is excitement in the air. Amen. Praise God. I only came to ask you one question. If you answer, I will sit down. <laughs> Amen. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, yeah, even so, I sent you. Sometimes we think Jesus came for the cities and that those in the villages can go to hell. We don't care. Sometimes we think success in ministry is in cars and buildings. They are very good. All of them are necessary. But it is in human beings. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter and he never opened his mouth. What was his offense? That he came to die for mankind. That was the offense. This morning, the Lord asked me a question. One reason why I left here to go to the office again, I wanted to be sure of what to talk to you about. My message got ready yesterday, but he asked me a question. And listen to the question. If the person you can't forgive dies, will you rejoice? If the person you can't forgive, please sit down, dies, will you rejoice? I want to hear from you. What did you say, sir? You won't rejoice. Why? No, you have to. You have to rejoice. You have to pour powder on your head and wear white and go the streets and rejoice and sing and dance because that person, you can never forgive the person. The person has been dead before he died. I'm standing here today with a heavy burden. Christianity is not rice and beans. So that you may conform to the image of his son. And the image of the son was nothing but love. The kind of love that has no connections. No, no, no conditions, no strings, nothing. Just you love the person because the person is a person. Any scripture that comes to your mind, write it down. I'm not, I, don't, I didn't come here to quote scriptures this morning. I didn't come to make you sad. No. I came to make you think. Hello? Now, you see, when he was talking, I sat down there. I was privileged to be um, a pastor in charge of a state in Nigeria. Not just one state, in one state before, another state before. And the presbyter to the bishop of the diocese. So I had the privilege of going to visit the villages, our the churches in the villages. One day I went with my wife when she saw the state of the pastor and the wife. She said, Ask her. They had to send their child to a relation in Lagos 
Because the water they were drinking was dangerous. The building they were living in had a crack and could fall at any time. And they were there in that place for the sake of the kingdom. While we were there in places, we living in duplexes. When I saw them, I couldn't contain my emotions. I went back for a meeting at the headquarters and I told the bishop what I saw. If we can't buy cars for them, at least one motorbike to let the pastors move where one of them was staying. If anybody wanted to wound him on his way back to the house, there was a place that he could be killed and nobody would know it. But he had no choice. He had to go through that place. I was driving and when I saw that place, I said, no. Are we in the same ministry? Yes. Are we seeking the kingdom? Yes. Is it his fault that he came to be in ministry? No. When the person you cannot forgive dies, are you going to rejoice? If you can't rejoice, then you are a coward and a hypocrite. <laughs> if you can't rejoice over your enemy, you are a coward and a hypocrite. If you can't, then you know that it is wrong to hold something against somebody. So don't let the sun set on your anger. True or false? So why is your own days, months, years? When I came this morning, I asked Pastor David that question. I asked Afredi that question. Then he came to ask me a question about some place, the things that happened. We don't have any condition when it comes to love. The kind of love that God has put in our heart. That he, 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 he shared his life, his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit that he gave unto us. So we carry the love of God on our inside. The same thing Jesus carried that made him go to die for you and for me. In spite of the fact that he never sinned, we did. But he took our place and suffered. They made him naked. They beat him. They spat on him. They humiliated him. In public, when it was time for him to be put on the cross, it was outside the city. So anybody passing by, that was a commercial area, all those who were passing by would see him over there. I don't know why your own Christianity is inside your heart. That nobody should see. Now when I talk like this, it's because people won't tell you what I'm saying. They are concerned about your reaction. I am not concerned about your reaction. I'm concerned about your response. I have a responsibility before God towards you and every Christian that I'm privileged to meet. So I tell you what is their role. My education was from the village. I, it was village before I came to city. So I know how to speak raw English. Raw. Just raw like that. Now without any tainting, without any embellishments. And you are proud that this person, I'm not going to talk to him or her. No matter what happens. I've told the story before when somebody's car, a member of the church where I was one time as a stand pastor and there was a problem between a man and a lady, all of them in the church. The man happened to be a senior officer at the place where they were working. So he was consumed by the position that he had. The lady did something that was wrong. And she kept on begging. And I presented a matter to the pastor. So I was in the car with my, with my pastor. And pastor began to talk to this man. 
He said, brother, let go. Forgive this woman. You know what she said? That man said, even if God should descend here, I will not. So my pastor said, stop the car. Stop. Dickin, get down. I was a dickin then. Get down. And let's go. He now tapped me on the shoulder and said, do you now understand why this man didn't receive Holy Ghost baptism? We, we did baptism. We pray, 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 pray. We lay, 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 lay. He said, his head, the skull, is so hard that Holy Ghost cannot permeate you. It was a skull of, 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 of treachery, of wickedness, unforgiving spirit. Now we want to go out to go and win souls and you don't forgive people. If you meet one of those people, will you talk to that person? Will you talk to them? You will pass by and the person will die tomorrow and go to hell. It doesn't matter. Why? Because you are protecting your ego. Your what? Ego. Christians, we have a huge challenge. You see, I, I don't know how people talk about me. I don't know. Some of them have been bold enough to say before me that they don't understand the kind of Christianity. I, I say I don't have anything. I'm not living anything. I'm living what the Bible is saying. That's the only thing I know. I may be wrong today, but if the Holy Ghost is at work in you, you know where you are wrong. And if you know where you are wrong, repent. Change your mind. And walk because you are an instrument of blessing. You are what? An instrument of blessing. You cannot choke yourself. Hello? <laughs> you see, when people are looking for heritage, good things to leave for their children, what you are bequeathing to your children is the hatred you have for a particular person. Yes. When whatever happened, happened, the child had not been born. Now you give birth to your child and you tell, you tell the child, these people don't ever speak to them. Have nothing to do with them. You are the head of an institution. You have a problem with somebody and you tell your staff, nobody must go near those people. Why? Because you have a problem with them. Look. Someone who is far, far, far your junior will offend you. And the natural thing in our part of the world is that the elder is always right. So the younger person must be the one to go and beg. It is not like that. Here. It's not. The child will not want to ask for pardon. Go the extra mile. There's no shame about carrying out what God has said in his word. One day, Pastor Stanley came to me. I don't know where in the car. And some, somehow, he asked something about Jonah. And I began to talk to him about Jonah. How many of you have seen Jonah before? Huh? You didn't see him. You only read about him. You see now? If you read about people, you can't describe them. But when you meet them, even in the darkness, you'll be able to say, this is the person. But I've met him before. So many times. You can say in your heart that Bishop is lying. I'm not lying. I'm not. I have met Abraham. I've met all of them in this Bible. I don't go there casually. I go there to sit down with them and talk. I ask questions. You, this thing that you did, were you in your right senses? And I get answers from the same scriptures. That's how to study Bible. He said, what I say to one, I say to all. So why are you reading that thing like you are casting news? Yesterday in the morning, in the city of Accra, 
This one happens. There is no connection. No emotional attachment. Somebody wrote it and you are reading. If they ask you the next day, you really can't not tell what you said. That is, you are broadcasting news. But we don't do broadcast as believers. We participate in what they are doing to learn lessons and change our lives or improve upon our lives. That's why when he talks or when I see something, I don't keep it to myself. I come to tell you. So that I'll be free. I'll what? Yeah, I'm washing my hands off you. So God won't ask me one day that I ask you a question and you keep it to yourself. That's the question I've brought to you now. I can leave you and go to my the office now. So that you will carry it upon yourself and upon your conscience as you are going to be able to answer it and check your life. Let the Holy Ghost help you to list out the people that you are holding things against. And they were guilty. Yes, you were equally guilty. I was equally guilty. There are people, including my sisters, I said I would never talk to them. But you see, when the Spirit of God is the one you are walking with, what you want to do is not important. One of my sisters embarrassed me. My wife is here. I just said, ah, of course. What else are going Hey, it was in public. The things that that woman said, I said, I won't talk to her again. But one day, the Holy Ghost showed me how stupid I'll be. So I had to call her on phone and talk with her. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his position before Christ? Loses what? His position before Christ. You are born again. That is great. But are you a vessel of honor unto God? Ask yourself, how many people have I killed with that unforgiving spirit? How many people? How many people are you holding in prison? You won't let them go because they spoke against the king of the world. Hello? Are we still friends? Yeah, we better be you. Better maintain me and keep me as your friend. Uh, because I always tell you what I see. How do we carry ourselves and say we are going, Jesus sent us to go and preach. So we are going to. What are we going with? Where is our strength? Which ambience are we operating in? He saw the multitude in chapter 9 of Matthew's gospel. He saw the multitude and he was touched. He said they were like sheep without what? Shepherd. And the Bible said he had compassion upon them. A person who doesn't have compassion is the one who cannot propagate the gospel. You will go and read the news of the gospel. But you don't carry the gospel to put in people's hearts. Because there's no compassion. There's no empathy. You go there as a judge. The Moses of our days. As a judge. But remember what Peter and his group said. We rather obey the Lord. Than you. What he has said is what we are going to talk about. No matter who is offended. Let that be your position. When you go to share the gospel, you go there with affection, with love. You go there looking at the person. In case this person does not get this gospel and change, where would the person be if death comes? That's how you go. So when you go to share the gospel, they may even insult you. 
And sometimes they are right because your brother is a pastor. You are going as a pastor. Your brother pastor did something that was wrong. That's why the person angry with everybody who carries the Bible. Uh, that's the thing you are getting for carrying the Bible. I will work in a city where we have to use newspapers to cover the Bible and put under our armpits to avoid being stoned. But now the gospel is supreme over there because people did not give up. You get in somebody's office and the moment you know, he, he, he sees your name, it's just your name. He saw James, the bro banker. <laughs> what kind of person is this? Nakafu. So he judges you and dismisses you before you even open your mouth to talk. No matter how qualified you are, you are not from their stock. And yet you obey it. Friends, <laughs> we cannot despise the word and still preach the word. You can't despise the word and still preach it. You cannot dislike one portion of the scriptures and carry the one that is convenient for you. My Jesus is not a poor one. My Jesus is wealthy. Yes, that is true. But the Bible says, for our sakes he became poor. He didn't lack anything, but he left his majesty. Come and be with us, and you could save us. The one who lived among men in the midst of sin, but never sinned. He was the only one who was qualified to stand in our place. To bring us to the point of righteousness. What image are you carrying? That somebody insults you and the whole heaven should drop. And hell also should come and take over the earth. Because you, the untouchable one, has been touched. And work in a place, a pastor left the church. And was branded a rebel. And we're told officially, no one should have any dealing with that person. You know, in my small boy sense, I'm a, I'm, I'm a child when I come across this Bible like this. When I carry the word, I'm like a child. I don't think the way adults think. But adults can kill people. Children don't kill. <laughs> uh, I went to ask the Lord, where is this one from? That somebody worked with my ogre and the person went away. And I shouldn't have anything to do with that person. So if I come across a person dying, I should not touch him because he is an enemy of my ogre. Hey! When did your enemy become your son's enemy? It is when we refuse to take the scriptures as it is. We take part and leave the other part. Because I became an enemy of somebody, they transferred the enemy to him. When I was leaving, I told him, you are going to have problems here. It wasn't a prophecy. It was something I knew would happen. I said, but be strong. And be focused. And do what you are doing. If not for the maturity of the spirit in him, he would have failed his exams and that is what they were hoping for. And they were hoping that I would not be able to pay school fees but they could use that one to sack him. I don't know it all. But when I get to know it, I try to apply it to my life. 
But if I don't tell you, I'll be guilty. That's why I'm telling you. Answer the question again. If your enemy, the person you have refused to forgive, dies today, are you going to rejoice? If you say no, you are a coward and a hypocrite. If you say yes, then go and do it. I know we have people who came to visit us and you will be wondering why this man talking like that. This man you are looking at is like that everywhere and anywhere. So just take me as you saw me. This is who I am. I can't pretend. I only say what I believe will help the people. If you can accept the prosperity that comes from the Lord, why won't you accept the love? That you walk in love. That you walk what? In love. Many people are going to offend you. It's going to be a daily matter. It won't end today. When you're offended, your body reacts seriously to it. To it. But at a point, if you're not careful, you may kill someone. Because you're offended. We went through those things in life. But I tell people, maybe you may not be fortunate like I was. I was talking to my younger brother some years back. I said, stop all this way of life. He said, repent and come to Christ. He looked into my eyes and told me, he said, I have not done half of the things that you did. Yes. And then I said, you may not be fortunate to live to my age as at that time, the time I got born again. You may not be. And then he added something. I don't know the English of it, so when I speak it, somebody will tell you. Because you have a powerful scholars around you. Where you are they know Karatu very well. No book. Or see or no any thing yet they won't. Now me me the Mbabesuyan. Yes, my younger brother, the one immediately after me. He <laughs> will just say, "Ozobo." Let's sit down, sit down. Let's do what we know to do. Sit down. But you see, if you continue with the Lord, he knows how to deal with people and change them. I was in my office one day at um, um, Nyamiche. You know where Nyamiche is? No Nyamiche. And I had a strong witness on my inside that something was going on wrong in his house. So I told my stand pastor then, he said, let's go. Went there. When I got there, he had packed the belongings of the wife, thrown them into the yard of the building, of the house where they were living. So I, I stood and I was watching. If it were to be some years back, the first thing would have been going there to slap him. So his mind would work right. But I had gone beyond that one. I just stood there quietly. I was looking at him. And when he saw me, he looked at me and started crying. So my associate went to ask him what is wrong. He said, I have, I have embarrassed my brother. You see, he's thinking. He couldn't say he had embarrassed himself. But I just give God praise that he came to know Christ. And now there in Germany is an elder in the church. Now he understands some of the things I used to talk about in those days. So this morning what I'm asking you is this. If the person you can't forgive falls and dies now. 
Will you be bold enough to rejoice? Finally, let me tell you something about Jonah. Jonah was sent by God to go to Nineveh. Nineveh was the capital city of Assyria. And the history of Israel, the Assyrians tormented Israel. And at a point, even took some of them into captivity. So Jonah was offended at what Assyria had done to his people. So when God said, if you go and tell them that he was giving them 40 days, judgment will come upon them. He knew that this God, if they should repent, he will forgive them. So I'm not going. How can God forgive this one? I am not going. The Bible says that he went his way. He bought, he paid for his journey to Tashish. He thought he was running away from God. And that's how many of us behave. When we do evil in the, under the cover of darkness, we think that God cannot see. So you leave your wife in the house and you carry one as shower girl. And you are walking from place to place. Foolish man. You are spending your money on the Ashao woman. Your wife is in the house. Their children's school fee is not paid. Because you are walking in the carnal dimension of your life. You want to make a name. You want people to praise you. If you are the one I'm talking about, just repent. That's all. There's no point. There's no point getting wounded. Just repent. Why did why were you not bold enough to go in the daytime? And because 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 you claim you are a Christian, so people shouldn't see you. And the one that you say you are connected to is watching you over there. You check that girl, compare the girl to your wife. That one is a monkey. But in your folly, in your folly, that is what you go for. You have been brought into the realms of beasts. If you do this, I will stop and go. Glory to God. Anyway, let me just tell you something I had done before. Now, if you, if, listen, women. If your husband makes the mistake of beating you, just come and tell me. I will call my Abushia Penny. Abushia Penny will push you down and sit on you. And then I will deal with you. Why? Because you have committed an abomination. Like a child of God. A prince and a king. You got angry to the extent you couldn't control yourself. And you carry this hand of God that you are carrying. And use that one to slap the daughter of Zion. You are not just a rebel. You are waging war against God. Listen. All these men, in your, in your, when, you, when you get, you begin to pray, you speak in tongues, and they say, holy, 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 is holy, holy, holy is my husband. Holy is my husband, the wicked man. When you are coming home, children run away. I don't know. But that's what came to my heart. Okay, into my mouth. If you are not guilty, there's no point getting angry. If you are guilty, Repent. Simple. Jonah refused to go. And, and God orchestrated something. They carried Jonah and, and put him in the, in the sea. And the Bible said, and God had, God had prepared a great fish. The King James says, a great fish. They didn't mention whale. But in, in, in the Christian community, they said a whale swallowed him. Is it because of the word great? No. The greatness is not in size. 
a kind of fish in whose belly a man could stay for three days and not die. A unique fish that God himself created for that purpose. Of course, because of the size of man, it could be big. But you, you know, have you seen a python before? The python may be like this. It may want to swallow a man of double my size. And he will still swallow. Why? Because his, his mechanism is able to break you and straighten you out. He is not in the haste. He will take time to organize you, break all your joints, and stress, straighten all your whatever, all the curves, destroy all the angles in your body, and they'll make you straight. Very simple. And then Jonah had to repent in the belly of that fish. And then he prayed inside. Have you done one? They say pray in your room. We say, no, I'm not going to pray. You are waiting for challenges of life. So you'll be praying the belly of a fish. You call God ten times. You can't add any word. Father, 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 Father. Then you start crying, Father. And you say, what's wrong with this boy? Father, Father. The guilt of life won't allow you to add another thing to it. In the midst of affliction, people learn sense. And they call God by his right name, Father. Now, God made the fish to go and put Jonah on the shores close to where he was supposed to go. He got up and then went there. In 40 days time, Nineveh shall be overthrown. In for, that was all his message. No elaboration, nothing. In 40 days time, in 40 days time, and then the king of the land got the information. He repented. Threw sand on his body. And put on sackcloth. His elders. All the men and women and children. And the beasts of the land. All of them were in fasting. For 40 days. When they say fast for 3 days. The pastor is a wicked man. He's the one God called. God hasn't called me. When God called me. Gave me special grace. To be even to fast for 1 year. And my own is not like that. This my you will do ah then this my peptic ulcer will begin to show again. Congratulations for owning peptic ulcer, the owner of ulcers and cancers. That should be your title. The children fasted and they cried to God, and their cry entered the ears of God, and God forgave them. Hey, Jonah. Was offended. As So out of his anger, he walked to the beach, <laughs> went and sat there. And then God, he, I love this God. He just made the sun to shine. The heat was heavy. The man couldn't bear it. And then he cried to God, You brought him here to kill me. God now caused a mushroom. To come over him. The canopy was big enough to give him shade. When he saw that one, he was comfortable. He was trying to enjoy himself over there. Towards evening, the thing melted. And then he got angry again. Why must you destroy this one? What has this mushroom also done? <laughs> God said, you are crying because of mushroom. And yet you wanted people that I created. To be destroyed. You are crying because your car had a challenge. And yet the whole human being that God has created. And he sent Christ to die for. That one. You have sentenced the person to death in your heart. Put a person inside prison. And you don't know you are also in prison. If there's anybody, a prison warden here, don't be offended. <laughs> there's no difference between them and the prisoners. You know why? All of them go through that door. In most prisons, the door, you have to bend. So where you are going, you are going there to bend. 
Then you bend and you enter. The, I think the prisons I've seen in Ghana and in Nigeria, you cannot go straight with your chest out. No way. You must bend. <laughs> they say, put aside your now, you know, just enter. You know? Someone talk about Jonah and we ridicule him. And yet we are behaving like him. Every single human being you see is very important to God. Once upon a time you were just like him. And then the Lord's mercy reached unto you and you got saved. And you became a member of God's family, privileged of the Lord. You have access to the things of God. You were once like that. I asked one of my people, I said, the person that offended you, have you really had time to pray for that person? Pray that the eye of the understanding of the person may be enlightened. Hallelujah. Would you let go that person? Would you let go the person? The person you are angry at, will you let the person go? You see, you are the one who is losing. It's not that person. You lose. You lose because you don't flow the way you should flow in the realms of the spirit. You don't. Because of one person. You are supposed to be a blessing to multitudes because of one person who offended you. Now, when people get offended in church and they leave, say they have somebody in some of them, so they have left the church. When I see them now, I just laugh. You know why? Where you are going, a human being is there. Now, now human beings, so there is no church of angels. Now, human beings. Even the angels were able to rebel against God. So now that's how you'll be moving about. You go here, things happen, I don't like it. The pastor insulted me. Hey! They insulted you. Why are you still alive? Die! You understand what I'm talking about? You see, if you are, die, you are, you are dead in Christ, no insult will move you. But you are too awake and too alive in your flesh. Too awake and too alive to your emotions. You want to gratify your own spirit, your body. To gratify. I watched a film yesterday. And one old man made a statement. In fact, that is what angered me. He says some people have come to his house. That they were low lives. They were what? And they were not of his class. So he got offended. And left where they were and went to one room to drink alcohol. And he was talking. To these low lives. Huh? How could? And now that my, 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 my nephew has gone to marry from, from their, my grandson has gone to marry from their ranks. That's how they always be here. So I, he, he couldn't hear me. I told him he should leave the house and go because the guy who has gone to marry is a younger person. It's not only those from the wife's end that will be coming. The other low people he saw also are coming here. So very soon he will be in bed and the low lives guys will now be doing jamboree in the house. He should better die and go. Low life. Have you created an animal before? A human being is a low life because, because you were born into an aristocratic family. Those of you who, are, who were born into money, you better get poor and work for your own money than to be misled by the heritage you met. If the heritage will kill you, kill the heritage and then build your own fortunes that come from the Lord. 
using your faith and your reliance on God and get what you have. You know, when somebody gets born again, some of some ministers, I have not done that one before. <laughs> there are some things I don't have energy for. They go to destroy shrines and things in that place and they forget that the shrine, whatever they are touching is a mere residence of the of the spirit and that spirit does not go like that Father Dave I know you have been doing that one or, or you did it before uh, <laughs> you go to you go to break shrines you know it's a good exercise you see you you, you break the thing and termites come out. Now when you see termites coming out, don't you know that the, what is there is ordinary clay? Hmm? <laughs> don't waste your energies on some of these things. Get the person properly born again. Educate that person with the word of God. Let the person know the superiority dimension of his new life. And then tell him that all these ones are nothing. They are nothing. They have no power. Okay. Gideon went to destroy the groove and the bowels of the asteroid. And so we also have to destroy it. Let God direct your course. Let God do what? We have destroyed things like that not by put, pulling down those things. We just anointed them and spoke. We anointed them and then we spoke. And that was the end of it. Oh, then. There is something more than gold. There's what? Something more than gold. When the call of God came upon my life and I resigned from my job in Nigeria, my Ghanaian brothers over there, brothers and sisters, said we came to quote them. The Bahasi be Pisca. And I made one statement. I said, yes, I came here to look for gold, but he has made me gold. He has what? He has made me gold. That's what I told them. And then, jokingly, I told them, all of you will line up one after the other to come for me to pray for you. And it happened. When they have challenge, they will look for me. There was one who was taller than me, taller than Dave. And one ever man like that. Very good man. But he didn't, he didn't want uh, anything about Christ. But later he had to bow to Christ. Treasure what the Lord has done for you. And go forth in obedience. And tell people about Jesus. And what he has done for you. Show them your example. You are a testimony. Let them see that one. But let go every human being. If he forgave you, then forgive all. Forgive all of them. I have done this thing before and I'm doing it again today. I'm going to ask you to pray this morning. Is it morning or afternoon? Still morning, 10.56. We have a long way to go to afternoon. Amen. When we close service today, call people of that class, people you have not forgiven. Pray for them. Let it come from your heart and call them to greet them and wish them well. Follow that one up with intercessory prayers for them and for their businesses, for their families, their children, their husbands, their wives. Make it your responsibility. You owe God that responsibility. Do it. And see what will happen in your life. Some peace will come into your spirit. I don't have the strength to carry grudges against people. When I see them, I don't feel comfortable. But I can insult you, say anything I want to say to you. But we're not enemies. 
No, you greet me, I respond. When I see you, I greet you, we shake hands and everything. I don't have any problem with you. What I wanted to do, I've done it already. I've insulted you. I'll call you a very bad man. You are very wicked. Uh, but we are there. Be free. What did I say? All the people you left in the village that you're not talking to. Your, your fathers and your mothers, some of you still hate your parents. And you think you will prosper. You can't prosper. Even when your father is there, you feel so disappointed that you can't introduce your father to your colleagues because he doesn't look city-ish. Is that good English? If it is not, just add it to your own. He is not city-ish. So it's an embarrassment to your, you and your status. Who gave you that status? Who did? Who did? You've forgotten when you were born, this man carried you on his shoulders. In his poverty. He did what he could do to help you. Okay, the man didn't take responsibility over you, but he gave birth to you, whether you like it or not. That's your father. Don't go and borrow people's fathers. Yes, carry on. Tell God, help me to talk to this man. And tell him to his face, if not for God, you shouldn't be greeting you at all. Tell him. But because of what the Lord has done for me, I still cannot say you're my father. But you've been a very wicked man. You have to repent. My father got born again in my own hands. He wept and wept and wept and wept and wept. We wept together. But he was alive enough to bless me and my wife and bless their children and their children have not been born. He blessed all of them. All these Josiah them. He blessed them before he died. And you think he's not a Christian, so he blessed them to go. Because of the authority God has placed in them as your parents, when they bless you, it will stick. The same way when they curse you. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing? You are blessed of the Lord. Don't allow taint and stains in your life. Arise to your feet. Lift up your two hands and bless the name of the Lord one more time. Give him praise. He's worthy of adoration. The Lord has done so much for you and for me that we owe him thanksgiving. Say something to him this morning. Appreciate him for his faithfulness. Trust this God. When any person is making it in life, the prosperity of one man will not bring about your poverty. But be a partaker of that person's prosperity by giving thanks to God. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is in me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not his benefits.